This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, you can check me out on Drive later today from 4pm. Anyway, of course, we begin with the fallout from Dean Smudger-Smith's Leicester losing to Jurgen Klippity-Klopp's Liverpool in the Premier League. The match, of course, was live on TalkSport. Here's all the reaction. They can only get six more points now. And by the time they play next Monday night at Newcastle, live on TalkSport, it could already be must-win. It's finished after a dreadful 45 minutes in this second half at the King Power Stadium. And it wasn't much better in the first half. Leicester City nil, Liverpool three. As much work as you can do on a training ground, you can't legislate for individual mistakes at times that, you, that we make and poor decision making. We, we're working on it, you know, but we haven't an awful lot of time in the role. So, you know, we're having to try and fast forward a, a few things and make sure we defend better. Jones coming in and taps it home. And Leicester's defensive frailties are exposed again. Why on earth did Valtfass allow that ball to bounce? We came in and we'd lost eight out of nine games. So, you know, uh, the six games that we've had, we've, I thought we had an upturn in performances and we've had some results, you know, unfortunately. We've missed a couple of penalties in, in them games as well. We're, I don't think we're far away, but we can't be judged on, you know, a performance against Liverpool who, who uh, you know, six wins on the spin and, you know, just made it seven now. They're cooked, mate, I'm afraid. They had to get something, had to get a point. And at the bottom of the table, this time of year, as we saw with Leeds and Forest at the weekend, those points are absolutely crucial. It's a uh, congratulations to West Ham and, and Forest, they stay up. It was two years to the day they won the FA Cup, beat Chelsea in the final. Brendan was going for top four every single season. Do you remember there was a, there was a stat that they spent the most time in the top four without getting in there. For the team that spent the longest in there without getting in there is Leicester. And they didn't find a way to get there and some of the signings weren't great. But I have to say, this squad of players that I look at, I don't see that as a relegation squad. A lot of poor old Leicester fans looking at this going, what the hell is going on? And the answer is not very much. Let's go to Morgan. He's a Leicester fan. Right, Morgan? Evening, the lads, are we all right? Yeah, good, right, Morgan. Morgan. Uh, it's not looking good for Leicester right now, is it, mate? Oh, honestly, I, I just think we're finished. I think we've been finished for a couple of weeks now. I, just, I don't know what to say. I've just been everywhere this season. Mm. 
home and away. And no, that's just, just it. We've finished mm. top to bottom. The clubs are shambles. The mm. players are a mess. They don't want to be here. I, just don't know, I don't know what to say. Morgan, what would you do to turn this around? Well, look, I think... I think the problem lies at the top in terms of, you know, you look right at the top, you talk about the owner, obviously you look at John Rudkin, the director and everything. And like they, they all just need to go. I mean, the transfers in the summer, they weren't there. There's no reinvestment and no, just no hope. I mean, I said it last week after Fulham. I went down last Monday. Yeah, we, we finished championships calling. Here's the free kick to be taken by Alexander-Arnold. Uh, left of centre, right-footed towards the far corner. Oh, what a goal! That is fantastic! It's a brilliant strike from Trent Alexander-Arnold. On now to the former Liverpool midfielder, Daniel Murphy. But he's been great. You know what he looks, Trent? He looks like he's enjoying his football in the middle of the pitch. I know he's still got to get back in that right-back area at times. But the last few weeks in this position, he's enjoying himself. He's loving being given the responsibility to get on the ball like this and dictate play and ping the ball about. I love the fact he takes so many risks and chances with the ball. I love that. Second half, uh, the game opened up a little bit. We, we, we have to improve in these moments, definitely, to control it better. Positioning was not good anymore. When we were supposed to not to make, to make a break, it was more in all two tens, were slightly too deep, means we had to pass the ball always direct in the first line. There, if you lose the ball, it goes the other direction, so we needed more options there. But then scored a third goal, and it was obviously wonderful as well. So all the goals were brilliant, and um, in general, the performance, overall performance, was really good. You're right. Now Arsenal's fading, t- fading Tom, fading. They've gone. Title hopes were dealt a big old blow after they got smashed against Brighton, three 0 to leave Man City one win from a fifth Premier League title in six seasons. Before getting to on-field matters, Martin Keown had a bone to pick. Bitter Martin Keown. With TV coverage that seems to have already stirred the pot on social media. Bitter Keown. It was like listening to the Sky commentary yesterday. How biased is, is, is the commentary team? It's frightening. I, I, as much as they're great... Oh, hang on. And what Martin mean? Tyler is a great professional, but he cannot hide that he just... He simply doesn't... It hurts him that Arsenal might win a game of football. Martin Tyler, it hurts Martin Tyler oh, that Arsenal win a game we of football. We know that Neville, we know that Neville's got the problem. He was almost apologising for. Am I <laughs> lost my mind when I, we should be sending Martinelli off? No, 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 you know, not at all. You go with your instinct. So there we are. As a poke in the eye to a commentator, I should be more respectful. Martin's a great commentator, but please, Sky, don't put him on the Arsenal games anymore. It's really hard. Listen, <laughs> it's a touch of paranoia this early on a Monday it might morning, be, Martin. It might be, but who cares? It's just we should say what we feel. Did you did you feel that when you played? Because he commentated when you Not were really, playing. Really, I wasn't. I never really listened, did I? I was out there playing. <laughs> <laughs> I meant when you listened back to it. Did you ever think <laughs> when it, when did it, it started? When then? you hear the commentators saying, "Oh, it's a great professional foul. Look at that Arsenal on the counter attack there. Brighton did well to stop them." You know, it gets in the way. Gets in the way. Here, listen, Martin. If you're listening. Listen to it, listen to yourself, and you tell me if you're not really, you don't want Arsenal to win, do you? Come on. Well, it's another stride towards the third successive Premier League title for Manchester City. Their treble charge continues. It's finished Everton nil, Manchester City three. You cannot possibly tell me that the players are going to react to the fact that a pretty much nailed-on outcome, which is Man City, which are arguably the best team in the country, arguably the best team in Europe, well, okay, beat let me Everton. Tell you. That so as a former professional, as poor. a former professional, when you're preparing for a game, okay, the worst... The worst thing you can have is that your rival is playing the first thing and you're watching. So you're preparing Martin, for your game, you're like doing... It doesn't sound, but it doesn't sound no, no, like no, no, I'm just explaining. You've asked, you've you've asked do your me. own job, haven't you? Of course you do. 
But I'm explaining what the players went through. I'm talking you back through what actually happened. So the day of the game, they're watching. So they compound it. They're then, watching they? City, <laughs> and they realise finally they, it's, they, we can't win this. So let me just talk to you about what's happened on the day of the game. The whole stadium's a little bit flat. They've all seen that City have just won a game. Let's make it yeah. even flatter. 35 Let's minutes. Get 35 minutes into the game, and the two 0 up. Man City, they're superb. Absolutely, super. and you think it's and, was flat and, and of then the all of a sudden you're playing against a very stubborn, very well organised, awkward Brighton team. But they made changes to try and win it, and all the time you had to keep playing catch up, and you can't afford to do that. But what I'm saying was, they would have been a little bit, they'd have been a little bit flat. On to breakfast host, and of course Gunners fan, the wonderful Law Woods, reacting to that defeat to Brighton, and whether or not they will come back stronger next season under Arteta, and of course they won't. If Manchester City beat Chelsea next Sunday, they will win the title once again. It's finished here at a deflated Emirates Stadium. Arsenal nil, Brighton three. (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone seen Arsenal Hotspur? Today is completely the opposite. Today we have to apologise to our people, especially for the performance that we had uh, in the second half. I think that he's already got eyes on next season and yes. eyes on the Champions League as well. That The thing is as well with your, with your squad, obviously you're going to have to chunk it up a little bit, aren't you? Because Ali's right, they did have the benefit of, of not having any other distractions towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, so next season you're going to have to start thinking about Champions League and you're almost going to need mm-hmm. to fight... With, with two squads in the way that City can do as well, where your bench players could be your starters and you're never really quite sure of, of the starting lineup. Arsenal have to get themselves in that kind of position if they're going to want to A, refight for the Premier League and B, go the distance in the Champions League. Because he's already said, we're not there just to take part. We're mm. not going to be passengers. Absolutely. We actually want to go and, and challenge in the Champions League as well. So, yeah, this summer, all eyes will be on that team, how they can pick themselves back up, and also how they can add. Their, their recruitment this season has been amazing. And not just this season, not just in the January window. The windows before that has been really brilliant. So, yeah, definitely, I think, I hope um, they can go and replicate that and do the same. <laughs> Now, West Yorkshire police have charged a man with assault after a supporter confronted Newcastle manager Eddie Howe in the technical area at Ellen Road. Simon Jordan was thankful the incident didn't develop into something more serious. When you get to the individual aspect of someone breaking through whether it's a streaker or whether it's somebody with an intention of doing something more malicious you have to look at it and say really what can we do because what we don't want to do is get to a point where fans are penned in we're not at that stage these are exceptions that don't prove rules but maybe there's a lesson to be learned and individual stadiums they have to think about the idea of how they police the technical area because we've just seen a situation where a manager has been approached by a fan if that fan I mean you'd like to think someone could get into couldn't get into the ground with a knife anyway but if that fan had come at Eddie Howe with something more than a bad attitude we might find ourselves in a very different story because ultimately he got to him we are in a very strange society at this moment in time where social media is the biggest evil that's been foisted upon media since the advent of media it's creating a culture of entitlement and attitude and abuse people can't debate with one another anymore people can't have a different point of view if someone doesn't like something they have to go toxic if someone wants to say something about somebody they have to issue death threats and they have to make it about race or or culture or creed and it's all such vile hatred and it comes from social media and then what these idiots do 
is they forget that they're not sitting in their mum's bedroom with their pants around their ankles typing it on a, a laptop. They're actually out in the real world and they forget that actually they're going to get a consequence for it. So there are a lot of what's driving some of this behaviour, Jim, not all of it, but a lot of it is the stuff that goes on in social media mm. where people are getting absurd in their outlooks. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we finish with some classic clips of the week on Hawksby and Jacobs. We begin with Mike Parry talking about a potential transfer to Real Madrid for Rio Ferdinand. This Mm. certainly dates it, doesn't it? Don't even compromise on floating the suggestion that Ferdinand should now go and could go to Real Madrid in return for Michael Jackson plus money. (laughs) I think he meant Michael Owen, didn't he? He probably meant Michael Michael Owen, not Michael Jackson. Uh, Sticking with Mr Parry, here he is reading out a text. Um, it says here, all of this whining about who doesn't want Owen. I'm a Villa fan. I just drool at the thought of ever having a player of Owen's class on our books. Phillips will do well, though. Jamie Catrick Garrison. Oh, I'm sorry. Jamie in Catrick Garrison. He's obviously a soldier. I thought it was a strange name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Catrick Garrison. Oh, yeah. Are you one of the Catrick Catrick Garrisons? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Old Jamie Catrick Garrison. Uh, this is a legendary late night uh, presenter, the late great Mike Dickin. Now we all know the Derek clip from Christmas Eve. Well, it's a warm welcome to Fred. Frank, good morning. Oh, good evening. You're on Talk Sport. I'm sorry, Fred. I thought it was Frank. It's Fred. Hello, Fred. Hello, Fred. <laughs> the oh, little, that deserves the to little, be in every year. That's the little brilliant. topper. Is it Fred or is it Frank? Even Fred's not sure. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talks about wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Olsen's Drive Time Show today at 4pm. After us, it's the big one. As Luton Town take on Sunderland Championship Playoff Semi-Final Second Leg, live and exclusive on TalkSport. Over on TalkSport 2, it's Inter Milan versus AC Milan. How about that? Luton and Sunderland get top billing. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Olsen Talks about daily podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it to them. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.